welcome to another episode of The Insatiable Appetite. I'm Alyssa Chevalier, consultant on the Hartman Group's Retainer Services team, and I'm here today with my colleague and fellow consultant, Danielle Kleiner-Cantor. Hi, Danielle. So glad you could join me today. Thank you, Alyssa. I am super happy to be here. So we've been watching the news about how the COVID-19 pandemic has been impacting restaurants, and in particular, all of the reach recent talk about how the Paycheck Protection Program, referred to as the PPP, has been playing out in the restaurant industry. Yeah, that's right. So the initial round of the PPP included as part of the CARES Act, which was signed into law on March 27th, included a $350 billion fund that ran dry in just a couple of weeks as businesses, including restaurants, raced to apply for the loans designated as a stopgap measure to cover payroll during these closures. And a second round of funding, which totaled $310 billion, was launched last week to provide an opportunity to those businesses who didn't receive funding in the first round. Yeah, and that was a huge portion of businesses, right? Yeah. Um, Of the some 60% of small businesses that applied, only about 5% of those actually received funding in the first round. And then there's all this news about large companies who received funding through the program, like Shake Shack, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, Potbelly, and Sweetgreen, who each received millions of dollars. This immediately raised the alarm among other restaurant and small business owners who themselves were counting on those loans to pay their employees and keep their doors open or prepare to open them back up. And it wasn't only other restaurants who were concerned. Consumers also reacted immediately. Absolutely. And importantly, we know from the consumer research that we've been doing during this crisis that the current situation has made consumers particularly attuned to issues of social fairness and corporate responsibility. So many consumers were really upset that these funds, which were supposed to be for small businesses, were going to these kinds of large corporations. Many consumers felt like by applying for and taking these loans, large companies were taking advantage of a system actually designed to help the most vulnerable of this industry that's been hit extremely hard during this crisis. And restaurants in particular are such hubs of the community, providing a space for people to connect and bond over food, which just enhances the sentiment even further. Yeah, exactly. And it isn't that consumers don't understand that larger companies may be facing challenges right now as well. They certainly understand that the industry has taken a huge hit across the board and recognize that these large companies are also major employers. But there's an intelli- there's an element of integrity or ethics at play here where consumers want to see these policies do the right thing for the little guys out there who are clearly in a tougher position and who might be more relatable than some of these large corporations. And particularly with the large companies that are publicly traded, they do have other ways to access capital that aren't available to the small businesses for whom the program was framed as being designed. Yeah, so after public outcry and a petition with over 200,000 signatures, companies like Shake Shack and Ruth's Chris decided to return the funds that they'd received. And this immediately calmed the criticism. And the federal government also issued new guidance to discourage public companies from applying for these loans. But that certainly isn't the end of challenges for these small restaurants. 
No, not at all. The funds were designed to cover payroll for a total of eight weeks, and they come with a strict set of requirements for how they are to be used if the loan is to be forgiven, which most, most restaurants need to be the case. For one, as it currently stands, businesses would need to hire back their staff by the end of June, and there are strict limits on what percentage of the funds can be spent on non-payroll expenses, like their rent and paying outstanding invoices. But these costs might actually be the most pressing for many restaurants since they won't be able to reopen or staff back up quickly enough if they aren't able to do things like restock their inventory or in some cases they might even be facing eviction. For sure. And it isn't necessarily great for the employees either. Those who have been laid off are able to receive unemployment at the temporarily increased level. Yet if restaurants start hiring back their staff while they're still doing significantly less business than normal, either with takeout delivery or delivery, or even once dining rooms open again, they're gonna be faced with pay cuts, reduced hours, and for tipped workers, much lower tips. For many, they probably are able to make more through unemployment. Yeah, and since you mentioned dining rooms opening up again, let's talk about what that might look like. I've heard that in some places in Asia where things are opening up, masks are a necessity, tables are spaced farther apart, and other measures have been put in place to reassure customers and encourage them to come out. But in the U.S., since things remain in flux, it's so hard to know where the line is between measures that will provide some peace of mind, measures that feel too burdensome, and measures that might even cause further anxiety. Yeah, there will definitely need to be some changes to ensure consumers are comfortable with the idea of going out. And restaurant owners are giving this a lot of thought. Certainly tables will need to be spaced farther apart and visible sanitation and cleaning protocols will be something that consumers will definitely appreciate seeing. And these things will create challenges of their own, like reduced service capacity and logistical issues with implementing new procedures. Plus, there will still be some people who feel like they just can't justify the risk of going out, which will continue to be a challenge for restaurants moving into the future. Absolutely. And not only do consumers need to feel safe themselves, but they also need to see that employees are being taken care of, which is an extra challenge for these restaurants when money is tight. But still, I think that's going to have to be a priority and will be a bigger part of the conversation going forward. Yes, after such a long period of social distancing and confinement in our homes, there will certainly be a desire to find ways to connect within our communities. And restaurants have always been a huge part of that. That that community includes the employees of the restaurants. And this crisis has certainly drawn a lot of attention to all of these things. Yeah, and there probably will need to be a lot of changes that happen in the industry, but it does seem clear that this sense of community will need to be at the heart of all of them. All right, Danielle, well, that's all the time we have today, but thank you so much for joining me for this discussion, and thank you for listening in. Please feel free to reach out to us at any time to learn more about our research and services here at the Hartman Group, and we look forward to the next time on The Insatiable Appetite.